Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Energy Newsbeat Daily Stand-Up here on this gorgeous Friday, December 2nd, 2022. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. Stuart Turley, how you doing? Yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but it's a great day. Now uh, it's it's going to be a good day. Forecast looks good. I mean, you you have some absolutely incredible stories. You 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 took the day off yesterday, and you you come back today with a vengeance. So first off, we're going to start out in the EU. They're proposing a sixty dollar cap. This is the official word out of the EU on the Russian oil price. Looks like they're going to cap it at sixty dollars. Stu's going to walk you through everything, what that means to you, and what that means on the overall all markets. I love this next story. Oil exempts rip Biden's admin completely inaccurate, flat out lie about U.S. energy production. So um, I, if you've been following some of the stuff that comes out of the Department of Energy, you won't be shocked when this false data comes out. They're, they're, you know, they're not balancing their spreadsheets, but um, uh, we'll let Stu cover that. EU's reliance on costly spot LNG to continue. I love how this title has dash expert. <laughs> this would be interesting to do this expert is, but they are heavily rely on LNG. And it's partly why I continue to talk about the Freeport facility in Texas getting turned back on. Also, we're going to go over to China. Obviously, they're doing something with this um, payment system via BRICS. Stu's going to talk about the social credit system and why you're soon going to be using some sort of digital crypto that's endorsed by the government. Um, it's coming, unfortunately, apparently, according to Stu. So hopefully he can ease some of that sentiments. Not much has changed on the oil price front. Um, we're currently trading at 81.20 here at about 6.30 the night before. Um, natural gas down to 6.79. That's really where most of the action was considering a weak, weak, weak EIA natural gas storage draw. We only had 81 billion cubic feet draw when analysts expected up to certain ones had up to 120 BCF draw. So I'll cover all that and a bag of chips and what it means for you guys. But before we start, as always, this show is brought to you by the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. You can check us out in the bio. Stu does a great job of maintaining this website and making sure that all the stories that we're going to hear on this web, you're here on this show and all of your top level energy news, you know, not just oil and gas news, but also energy news holistically. I mean, if there's anybody that has been on this global energy crisis, it's Stu. Trust me, at the old regime, we were you were on it as well, and you were banging the fist every meeting. We need to go energy. We need to go energy. And this is exactly why. And so let's go ahead and start the show. Stu, what do you got? Okay, first first one out of the block. Here we go. EU proposes lowering Russian oil cap to 60. If this was a chess match, the EU would have lost already. I don't know about you, but 
Putin's a heck of a chess player. And I think that, quite honestly, the EU is playing checkers. So, you know, what are you going to do there? I, I I have no idea. Michael, it's the first, one of the paragraphs in here. The EU is negotiating a Russia oil price cap, and they're looking at doing it. And they're saying 60 to $65 as a price cap. There's some numbers in here that I found very interesting. And that is estimated Russian costs are at $20. Now, remember, they're saying their costs. So they're telling that here's the EU is going to tell Putin, who they can't beat in checkers or chess, that you can only make uh, $40 uh, on a profit. Now, why is he going to say he's going to say, I don't I don't really care. Right. So this is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I just can't. That's like somebody. It's like my wife telling me to do something. I just don't hear. I just think about it this way. Why in the world would you then just not buy Russian crude? You're let me let me put it to you this way. OPEC and OPEC plus. Put the numbers out there. But you and I have been talking on this show for a couple of years. And guess what? Um, spoofing and doping, going around sanctions, California buying outside of sanctions. Okay, the pricing matrix is there. The mechanisms are there. But supply and demand is so far outside everybody's control that Putin's going around it. And our last story ties into this because China and Russia and everybody else that's in BRICS is setting up monetary systems around all this other stuff. It'll make your head spin. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as you aptly point out, or this, this, not you, this article aptly points out, you know, according to Argus Media, Russian euros were priced at around $48 a barrel at the Baltic port of Primosk. Furthermore, according to Bloomberg data, China and India are currently buying Russia's flagship rural's crude oil at a massive $33.28 discount to Brent. So, I mean, they're already at 60 bucks. So it's not like this is changing anything. So, again, it's all it's all for show. Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. But nothing's it's not nothing will happen. It'll just probably make prices in the short term inflate a little bit because and and maybe not. I don't I don't actually know the mechanisms. I'll be very interested. I'm very interested to see what happens if they actually do this. What this is going to do is continue Russia away from the dollar. And what the EU is not understanding and the Biden administration is not understanding either, that they're moving it away from the dollar, which is going to hurt everyone. So except that's what this is doing. So the EU is playing right on into China's hands. Make sense? It it, it makes sense. I wonder what Goldman Sachs thinks, because I want to do the opposite. I'm going to do the opposite of what they think. Well, they say uh, 120, so you're going 60? No, I'm, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Russian crude man, baby. I'm just saying whatever their analysis is on where prices are going from this Russian crude ban, I take the opposite of. So I'm I'm still I'm still bearish on my crude, but it's more for personal. I have reasons. nothing What's next on your list. I have nothing to prove that any decision that they make in the EU works. So I'm going anything opposite what the EU has been doing. Sorry. What's next? Okay. 
oil execs, I love this one because you and I don't have to worry about uh, digging on uh, President Biden. I'm going to let Fox News do that. We're just reporting the news, Michael. That's all we're doing. Oil yeah. execs. Yeah, rip- we're a news show, all right. We're a news show. Uh, uh, oil execs rip Biden's admin completely inaccurate, flat out lie about U.S. oil production. Um, this one in here, I'm just going to read some of this. We've basically tracked about 125 specific actions that this administration and the Democratic Congress have done to slow down or stop oil production in American. American Energy Alliance President Tom Pyle said on Varney and Company, he has an American last energy policy. I'm sorry. I like that kind of guy. He's, I mean, think about that. How many is that? 125 specific. I will say this. I'm putting my public relations hat on. Tom Ply. He starts with the quote, we've basically tracked. What do you mean you've basically? So you haven't tracked? Like, whoa, we've basically tracked about 125 specific. He goes, yeah, we've sort of kind of tracked 125 specific actions. It's like, come on, bro. Tighten up them words a little bit. We've basically tracked. That's what I sound like. Well, he's probably reading Energy Newsbeat because there was an article I put out there about 100 things that went wrong. And that went ballistic and around the world. I watched it go bloop. Moscow found them. I mean, it was just crazy. Yikes. Okay. So anyway, uh, the next one that is in there is, oh, where is it? Can anybody figure out why we're giving business to Venezuela? That's a dead on right one. Who's associated with China, Russia? Why are we giving them business and not giving it to Canada? I just interviewed uh, some folks in, at Inverse today. You know what? If we had the Keystone, it would be 800,000 barrels a day of heavy crude that would be coming across that border. Yeah, but it would all be getting exported. I get you. I'm not I don't necessarily think the Keystone pipeline is it's it's a it's this, in my opinion, where we're at is a death by a thousand cuts. So I think you have to add all the stuff together and it's gotten us to this point. I don't think removing one of these things, you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think the Keystone no, pipeline agree, is the difference between us and, you know, $50 no, oil. You miss what I said. The, cutting the Keystone pipe, pipeline was his first scud across the bow. I agree there. That was his first scud. That's, I mean, and you know what a scud well, is. I mean, he said he was going to stop fracking in the in the campaign. So, but, I mean, he now was following saying, through. But now he's saying, I'm stopping drilling. So, there's a difference. Yeah, he's okay. stopping drilling like I'm going to stop taking a shower. I might for a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. But eventually, I'm going to have to shower. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's we're going to stop drilling. Okay, cool. Have fun with that. Like, I like that, that that's that's like that's up there with some of the crazy things Trump would say where you're like, OK, well, like, I guess like we can just say it like there's not there's we're going to stop drilling funds like we're going to stop where the military is going to every one of the military is going to take a five day break. Not going to happen. What? All right. It, just, hey, it boggles it, my mind. Um, all right. Here we go. EU reliance on costly spot LNG to continue. An expert. Let's find out who that is. Montel. <laughs> no, no, it looks like it's Andy Flower, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Montel News is where it came out of. Oh, I see, I see, I see. It cited that Germany uh, signed two agreements to import 2.0. Six uh, BCM per year of LNG from uh, Qatar. Is it Qatar or Qatar or Qatar? I think it's Qatar. I think it's technically called Qatar. 
Okay. Yeah. I've heard it called during the world. Or maybe Cup. not. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually know. So I take that back. I think it's called Qatar, but it could be called Qatar. Yeah. Um, that Q country. Um, the quote out of it here is uh, prices are li- likely to remain high as Asian and European buyers continue to compete for available supply. Michael, part of the reason the EU got into the predicament that they're in with Putin is because they went to a market-based system and not a long-term yeah. contract yep. issue. And that is why they said, oh, we will just, you know, gas is so plentiful. Well, he said, come on into the chicken house and, you know, Oops. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and go on to the next one here. Next one is feeds right into the other ones on this. The title of it is The Global South Births a New Game Changing Payment System. Now, Michael, this is the first time we've talked about BRICS. We've talked about uh, this before. They're really trying to move away from the dollar on the oil as the uh, world standard. BRICS uh, is the country of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Africa, and they're adding 20 more to BRICS Plus. So here's where it gets real funny. The, in this article, they talk about bringing up a competitor to uh, MasterCard and Visa. That is good. That's significant. And when you take a look that BRICS and BRICS Plus is going to be 50% of the world's population, that is nuts. Uh, Social credit is, system coming to a store near you. Oh yeah. Do you take do you take brick or Visa? Uh, you know, I, I, this is huge, and this is just some. This is going by some people, but um, anyway, uh, bricks is happening, and you know why? It's because of the EU and Biden. Thank you. I've, that's all I'll say. Is Jeannie <laughs> will say for me. Yeah, I mean. It's 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 it's, it's honestly it's a little creepy to be honest with you. It's really creepy, and it's setting it up for the digital coin for the digital currency. Nothing like finishing Friday on a creepy story from Stu. So we appreciate it. You got anything else before I do some finance? No, I, need, I need to shut up before I get us thrown off the air. <laughs> yeah, luckily you're the publisher, so luckily it's all up to you. But uh, we'll go over ahead and run through some high level finance stuff. Um, Market's fairly flat today um, on the overall side. S&P basically was down a tenth of a point. NASDAQ popped a little bit, so about a tenth of a point from the open. Um, really, everything's eyeing the jobs reports, which will be come out later in the morning on Friday. Um, so be watching for that this morning. Uh, we will... Uh, you know the, the the expectation is that number uh, comes in high, but 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 we'll see. Um, on the oil side, it, it was pretty light today. Everyone is just is just sort of seesawing around, waiting for OPEC to meet in Vienna on December fourth. Crude oil started out the day at about eighty fifth or about eighty fifteen. It popped all the way up to a little bit above eighty three. Has since fallen down to eighty one seventeen. Again, you're dealing with a, with a rash of uh, mixed signals. This this meeting OPEC plus in Vienna, uh, quite possible is going to come in and cut production um, by a couple hundred thousand barrels a day. I um, wouldn't be surprised if it's three, four hundred thousand barrel a day cut. I've seen some estimates up to as much as 500,000 barrels a day. Um, but then you have China and the overall pulling back of demand. I think those are the the two kind of levers that are being pulled each on the demand and the supply side or, or uh, excuse me, on the demand side. I think from a supply side, Stu's going to 
um, good job of covering it, but fairly tight, fairly flat, not much going on today. Really, all the action was on the natural gas side. Really, what we saw was the EIA coming out and printing a 81 billion cubic feet draw from natural gas storage. And why this is important was the range of injection withdrawals and estimates. Ranges were all the way as low as 72 billion cubic feet, Stu, but all the way up to 120. So coming in at 81 is unfortunately on the lower side of where analysts expected. It saw prices fairly fall. I'd be remiss to mention if, you know, weather models flipped a little bit warmer for the end of the week. So obviously things fell a little bit, but I'm going to honestly need to stop looking at them because they'll wake me out. But the majority of what you see in the downward pressure today was due to the injections. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I mean, you know, on the lower side, I would have liked to see a bigger print. I know yesterday, you know, I think I said yesterday, 60 to 70 was um, what we had last week. It was actually 71. And so I would have expected to see something a little bit bigger today, unfortunately, but you know, we'll we'll get what we can take. Natural gas currently trading about six dollars and seventy nine cents. Um, was all the way up at one point today to about seven dollars and twenty cents. So volatile as ever. You know, really the only other major financial story is this Russian oil price cap. I think we've covered it fairly well. I don't think that's going to do anything for the markets on the U.S. side, guys. I really don't see anything. You know, it's pretty. Pretty pretty slim. Um, Northern Oil and Gas just officially closed on their their Midland Basin acquisition. Um, I saw yesterday um, Diamondback announced they'd officially closed the Firebird acquisition. So you know it's pretty quiet in oil and gas. It's it's going to get quiet kind of for the next couple weeks with a lot of these big publics. I mean it's after Thanksgiving everyone kind of gives up and the oil and gas business goes home and reconvenes starting January first. So now obviously uh, yep uh, uh real oh sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, uh, but we do have some things coming out and things to look for in the next little bit. Uh, the regulations that are being proposed by uh, the EPA and everything else, yep. uh, our friends up there at the Marcellus Coalition are doing a great study on it. And yep. we'll be bringing that information to you because it will be impactful. Yep. Nope. It, it definitely will be. And I think that's where a lot of the news is going to lie and more of this macro energy stuff. And I think the beginning of the year, we're going to be able to dive back into some pretty hardcore oil and gas finance, which is uh, yep. he, he, what I like better. Um, <laughs> before we let you guys get out of here, I know it's Friday. I want to take a quick second to talk about something that we've been teasing over the last couple of shows. And I had a, a little serenade last night at the end of the show to our new oil and gas dashboard. You can go ahead and check Check it out. If you're watching on YouTube, it's up on the screen. But if you're listening to this on podcast, please at some point go to dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. The link will be in the bio. We are getting ready this weekend or at latest Monday to deploy Energy Newsbeat's first ever markets dashboard. Um, the goal was I needed something that I could click on and have one place where I could see all of the relevant information that I need to do the show. I need crude oil storage numbers. I need natural gas storage numbers. I need my categories for news. I need news feeds. I need latest pricing information. I need top news at the top in case you know things go crazy. We built a single dashboard that incorporates all of that and much more. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can you can see images of it now or or and such. But if you're listening on podcast, go to dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. The development team, which I have been working diligently on, we are about to get on a data call after we wrap up this episode, has been working really hard. So I want to shout out everybody involved with that. Stu, I'm fired up to have this dashboard available. It's going to have everything you need to stay up. It's going to be in my opinion, a one-stop shop where you can get up to speed on the daily energy news. 
You know, the amount of programming that went into it is just amazing from our staff. I, I, I couldn't be more proud of everybody getting that done. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been absolutely fun. So check it out, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. And with that, we're going to head and get out of here, let you start your day. Hopefully it's quick. It's a Friday. One or two meetings get you out of there and start your weekend. For Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you guys Monday. This episode of the Energy Newsbeat podcast is brought to you by Inveris. The energy industry faces massive challenges every day, and the events over the last two years have caused huge disruptions like never before. Companies in the energy industry need actionable intelligence and a single source of truth that brings all the data together. Inveris is the energy specialized technology partner that provides intelligent connections for a global energy ecosystem. Only Inveris has the analytics, people, experience, and industry scope to connect the right data and information in the right way to discover missed opportunities and deliver fast outcomes. Find out more at Inveris.com. That's E-N-V-E-R-U-S.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.